subatomic gigantic occasion was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I should actually say a brand new bonus episode. Unfortunately, Rex could not join me today, but this is because this is actually not your typical bonus episode. This is an excerpt from Kaiju Conversation Live, Episode 2, Into the Multiverse of Marchand, where we had special guest Nathan Marchand of the Monster Island Film Fault on to discuss whatever we discuss. If you're not, if you don't know what Kaiju Conversation Live is, it is a monthly uh, live stream that I host where I have one special guest, there is no script, there is no setup, we just go, and we talk, and we end the stream when it seems most reasonable. But for this episode, we actually had two guests, surprisingly, as Mark Bailey, the mind behind Giant Bug Cinema, A Monster Kid's Guide, came on to discuss the recent nomination for the Rondo award for book of the year now unfortunately the rondos have came and gone but i wanted to pull this audio from the live stream and put it on the youtube feed not only for you guys to be let known about kaiju conversation live but also so you could enjoy listening to mark nathan and i talk about this stuff without further ado we have into the multiverse of march and giant bug cinema Books also can be very articulate. <laughs> and we nice have, segue. <laughs> yes, great segue. And we have somebody joining us here from uh, all the way in wherever he's at. I don't know if he's in his basement live from Kai, for Kaiju Conversation. I'm not even in my basement, but I thought it was funny. We have Mr. Mark Bailey on the stream as well. Hello, Hello sir. Good after, Good evening. Everybody, gentlemen, um, and you? the cat has just come to visit us. <clears throat> this is Roxy. Isn't she cute? Aww. Is she's a sweet cat, and she's got a little white tip on her tail. Look at that! Isn't that neat? Oh, that's cute. My mom calls it a tail light. A tail light. Oh, <laughs> it's very. There you now go. She's gonna, I got now the soundboard at the ready. <laughs> so just to, I'm wearing my Godzilla hat. Nice. Appropriate. All right. And it just occurs to me, between the three of us, we probably have an incredible stash of Godzilla-related stuff. Like, the DVD's right behind me. This is all. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, you know, I, I some of them are, are pretty collectible. I, I, you, you missed it at the beginning, but I have the full set of the Mondo Jet Jaguars. Really? I was showing them off uh, right at the beginning they, of no, the they're stream. They're beautiful. Yeah, I love these things. They're slightly deformed. The heads are bigger. No, it's the art style. They That's all, what I need. supposed to look like that. Yeah, hold on. See, I'm not near my collections. Oh, the Tokyo vinyl. Oh, no. Oh, those things are nuts. They're really cute. Yes, they are. I, I bought them at, at an event in uh, New York City, and when I finally know a, a Godzilla fan who's having a kid, I'm probably going to donate this to their bedroom. Oh, <clears throat> So... All right, Elijah, start start having kids. You get more collectibles, right? And this like this Jet Jaguar I got at a at a toy show for like five bucks. Yeah, so that's that's, that's my that's my speed. 
Yep, that's, that's, the, the, that's the Bandai it jet. Is. I have that it, one. It too. is. I you know, I saw this in the drive-in theater like 1976. I was mm-hmm. young, had hair. <laughs> and um you know, like you guys, when you watch a Godzilla movie, it just there's just this cool factor that just absolutely break bakes your brain and it it really impressed upon us you know we've been loving this stuff since you know we were very young so i couldn't resist my you know this this robot so um i want to thank the both of you personally for being a part of my uh, of my book it's it's our book of giant buck cinema a monster kids guide so uh <laughs> that is cool um, you guys were, were were gentlemen. You were a lot of fun to work with. You're both very knowledgeable, and you really know your stuff. And each of you brought your own different uh, particular flavor in in your writing styles. And you know, some of these movies were not that great, but all of them did have some kind of viewing value. And um, you guys did a great job. So thank you very much. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I uh, Elijah is the one who actually told me about this project. He yeah. said, hey, you want to join in on it? I'm like, oh, sure. So I contacted you and I said, okay, what movies do you have left? And I'm like, oh, none of the good ones. <laughs> so I ended up with Monster from Green Hell, which right. I had actually <laughs> never seen before. So it was an experience, <laughs> to say the least. At least it had a little bit of stop motion animation in it. And the movie was not completely awful. No, no, no. It was not good. I, I, which, which I did bring forward in uh, in my little essay there because I did talk about how there's some interesting things in it. You know, yeah. the the, exactly. the the female lead is not just some screaming damsel in distress. She's a right. little bit more proactive, but she's used <clears throat> – so, she shows up so late that she doesn't get to tr- contribute as much to the story. And the ending is a little odd. You know, it's a little bit – like I said it's a little bit like War of the Worlds where right. – quote unquote nature fixes its own problem which is yeah. odd because nature didn't make the problem it was it was they were at the the what were they i'm trying to remember what were they in that were they what were the monsters in that i can't remember now we're in africa yeah there was an africa i'm just trying to remember what kind of wasps. insects they, oh they were wasps yeah the wasps were wasps. yeah the wasps were nuclear well not nuclear but they were mutants they were unnatural so um, for a low budget film, I think they managed to sneak in a, a, some, some weird stuff and they it didn't, the movie was so cheaply made that they were just like, all right, do it. And some writer and director team said, you know what? We can have a little bit of fun with this. Mm-hmm. It, did, it did have some unique moments to it. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. You were going to say, uh, I was just going to say, uh, because I'm not sure if everybody listening knows, uh, what exactly we're talking about. So I just wanted to take a quick second here to explain why all three of us are on this stream and what we're going to devote a little time here to. And that is, so Giant Bug Cinema, A Monster Kid's Guide, is a book um, Mr. Bailey here uh, reached out. I apologize. I just spilled, my wife just gave me ginger beer and I just spilled the glass. Everything is fine. It's caught. But I'm just like talking to you guys and I'm like, <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not pretty <laughs> oops uh yeah can you give me a towel thank you i'm a dummy because it's very good ginger beer <laughs> no, just, featuring it's, it's a cameo totally appearance right. by mrs bailey <laughs> my, that's um she didn't take my last name it's her last name is Ravosky, oh, but she's okay. my wife 
in the eyes of God and the government. So, <laughs> <clears throat> um, that's my mom, it's Mrs. Bailey. Oh, okay. Elijah, you were saying. Yes. Uh, so you reached out to me. I want to say, was it? That's my wife. Can't take me anywhere. Paper towels. Sorry. Hello. I apologize. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, I want to say you reached out to me. Was it two years ago now? About that. Oh my god, that was so long ago. (laughs) It was um, you and I. Elijah and I had the pleasure of meeting in 2018. The woman we just met sent me to G-Fest as my, um, as an engagement present. And, you know, she has no desire to go to this. She's the supportive spouse partner that all of us need that, you know, if you do not have somebody who's as in love with this stuff as you are and somebody who's at least going to tolerate it, you know, 53 years old and I'm buying robots, <laughs> but I get the bills paid. You know, I don't, I don't beat, I'm not on drugs. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a gambling problem. I, I have a just, robot, uh, I have a robot, just a little bit of caffeine, right? Like I have I'm a sorry. robot and a bug problem. <laughs> and, uh, Elijah and I had met at G Fest and we were both involved in, they didn't have it anymore, but the, uh, the film, film screenings that there was a film competition amateur film and he and i had hit it off and stayed in touch since then um my original attempt to get this book done really didn't go very well so i decided to do it on my own and i said all right i need 28 more 28 new writers i took it almost all from scratch all right let me find the people that love this stuff I can't pay anybody, so I have to basically any money that this makes, it's going to go to charity. It's going to go to ASPCA. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut some kind of a report. Once the check comes in, I'm going to take a little estimated income tax off the top, and the rest of it will be a donation lump sum to um, ASPCA, and you know, that'll be that. But I had to get that said, I had to get people involved who were willing to write 1,250 words about a movie of varying degrees of quality. Some of them, they're all worth it. They're all, they are all entertaining in some way. Some of them are much better than others. Elijah, you had a good movie. Yeah, I did. Okay, and that's yeah. and that's why Nathan's jealous. I, I gave him a stinker. <laughs> I gave him. Did you like the process, Elijah? Wait, say the question one more time. <laughs> did, you like writing, did you like writing the chapter? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you had reached out to me, and I want to say it was because I had posted on my uh, Facebook status that I was a writer for Kaiju Ramen, an independent uh, quarterly magazine. And uh, writing is just something I I enjoy. It's like a nice little side hobby. Um, Maybe I go a little too far sometimes. Nathan knows what I'm talking about. I'm still Um, fighting with that article. (laughs) How do you go um, too far? Too many words. Really? Way too, way too many ver- words. You're verbose. Like two times the limit. <laughs> you you delivered. Um, you did not give me... There were some people that did not... If they didn't give you the word count, they had incredibly short paragraphs. And each the space after a paragraph can be nuanced in the software that I'm using. And... You know, we only have four pages about this big 
to fill. And when some people just get creative and give you more than you can handle and you got to kind of like, okay, can you trim this down a little bit? Just, uh, and it was, you know, you're project managing 28 different uh, people of varying degrees. Some were very new and some were seasoned. And, you know, one guy was, a, he's a screenwriter in Hollywood. And so you, it, it ran the gamut of everything that was written was good. Okay. Everything was good. Um, but uh, again, thank you. You know, you were one of the first people to come on board when, when I had Giant Bug Cinema 2.0, which is the version we're now celebrating. You know, mm -hmm. the book was done. It took about three years to collect all the, the people together. I had a couple of friends who were also contributors, Steve and Lisa. They edited the book for me. And then I started submitting it. And the book got picked up within an hour of, of me sending out submissions. And I was just like, okay. You know, I'm not bragging. I am shocked. I'm, we caught lightning in a bottle. It was a good product. And it was a, a fun concept. And the art was cool. That, that's what I can see. You know, mm -hmm. I, I do have a, ch a chapter in here. It's very brief. Um, about the Deadly Mantis. I do love that film, but it was, uh... <laughs> what I remember best about the deadly mantis is the MST3K episode. Yes. I have a mantis in my pentis. <laughs> I haven't seen MST3K in a couple of years, but uh, it's, it's done a lot to keep some of these movies alive and in the public consciousness. And uh, when I, on the East coast in Jersey, I go to an event called chiller theater every once in a while. And I did meet a guy who was buying movies that he originally saw on MST3K. Mm -hmm. He was buying them straight. And he wanted to see, he was basically, and I thought that was cool. Like, you know, fine, you can make fun of the movies, but he also really had a deeper curiosity and saw that there, there may have been a little bit more going on underneath the hood. So mm -hmm. he did yeah, that. Yeah, MST3K, I think, really actually brought a lot of obscure B movies to a lot of people's attention. Most yeah. famously, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but most famously, Manos, the hands of fate which probably would have faded forever into obscurity they found it somehow probably <laughs> sitting on a shelf randomly in a video store yeah. covered it on their show and it became one of the most popular episodes of the show and now yeah. that dang movie is on blu-ray and had sequels made yeah a lot of people don't yeah. know that but there well, are yeah. other far superior movies that are not on blu-ray but this thing is now i know the market's um, there like I own a copy of Birdemic Shock and Terror. You guys have you guys seen that? I have. Alleged. Only on Rift Tracks. I haven't. It's on my list. It's not. You could literally watch thirty seconds here, ten minutes there. If this is not highbrow cinema, it just it, you would get it. Um, the this not just the movie, but the guy who made it has his own story about you know how how do these bad th movies get made. And it's it's absolutely it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating that this guy thought he was making something good, and it was terrible. It was it was, it was, it was absolutely awful, but it did get mentioned on like the New York Times. So once again, like lightning in a bottle, you know, mm -hmm. um, you gotta you take what you you take what you're given and ride it until it uh, until the wheels fall off. So mm -hmm. I mean, well, there's actually I found out this is the ironic thing for Monster from Green Hell. Yeah, if you want to rent it to stream it on amazon prime which is what i did it'll cost i think two bucks but yeah. you can get a joke 
a fan or not fan, but a a, a humorous redub of the movie for free. <laughs> wow. I was I not miss much. It's but um the only thing I didn't care about the the, the MST three K the the crowd the show itself is funny but there's a lot of people now that are being you know that that start to pipe in when I'm watching a, a legitimate movie like you know we saw um well it hasn't happened in a few years thankfully but there are some people who decide to chime in when you when you're at a movie theater and the, the shame of it is a lot of people aren't funny and that's mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I am or you guys are or aren't. I'm just saying comedy is incredibly hard to be good at. But when you're just yep. cracking jokes and messing up everyone else's time, you're like, you're not making friends, man. You are not winning. So I'm going to drink the last of my spilled uh, ginger beer. So speaking <laughs> of comedy. Um, uh, so, um, do you guys know any of the other writers? So I I haven't I'll be honest here I don't know any of them I just I okay. know you and I know Nathan that's fine um, I just there's no there's no shame in that it doesn't mean it, well you're a bad person for other reasons but um, you're you're a he, we call him the littlest gatekeeper for a reason yeah you're just the littlest gatekeeper um, <laughs> so there um, and you know it has been written in an astonishing insecto script. I'm so proud of that little graphic on the bottom. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, it is just the the whole concept behind it is giant bug. The the word cinema is is often referred to movie house stuff like The Bicycle Thief and movies from overseas. These wonderful, wonderful films made, and guys like you would probably appreciate because you like, you know, weird things and you're open to those kind of experiences. Um. So when I came up, it was kind of this title. I'm like, you know, giant bug cinema. Because none of these movies are cinema. You know, they, they, they're all, you know, some of them are, you know, a good chunk of them are B movies and they're rather flunky. But, you know, they all have an entertainment value uniquely their own. So that's, that's where the title came from. Mm-hmm. And the art, strangely enough, this whole thing, the little dark green patch came from the movie poster for Monster from Green Hell. Oh, interesting. I'm not hold on. Oh, I'm gonna get my finger in there. One second. Oh no, he's gonna go grab it off the shelf. I know I've got a DVD somewhere. Watch now I can't find it. <laughs> and that would be just loopy. Um Well, while we're waiting well, for him to come back, Elijah, you should finally tell us what movie you covered. You never did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, uh, dude. So I uh I got the privilege to cover a Godzilla movie. Um I actually cover I talked briefly about this in my uh, episode covering the movie that I, I wrote about and I was able to get Ghidorah the three-headed monster which uh going back to what what you mentioned earlier Mark about uh going and seeing Godzilla versus Megalon in theaters. Yep. Uh Ghidorah the three-headed monster was probably one of my first I want to say three Godzilla movies I saw. I got I watched them on VHS. Um I remember I specifically watched the Anchor Bay VHS of Ghidorah. Do you still have the VHS tapes? I do. Good. I do. I uh, no, do not get rid of them. Those are beautiful collectibles. The artwork is fantastic in its badness. But um <laughs> 
I that movie is my personal favorite. I don't know why it is not the best. It it has flaws, but Ghidra uh, is this what you were looking for? Huh? Uh, uh, oh, I can't add it to the stream. You have to do. It. Is this what you there were looking we for? <clears throat> I would say Monster from Green Hell movie poster. Okay, I'll keep looking. Um, just you literally put in that thread in your Google search or whatever search or your Bing or Flunky. We cut off Elijah. I apologize, sir. Oh, uh, it's, it's all good. Um, so I got to cover that movie, and for me, it was something really special because. Ghidorah was also the first Toho Godzilla movie I got to see in theaters. A local cinema uh, showed wonderful. it a few a few years ago. They showed it, and I still I have photos from it. And I remember watching it. Forgive me. How old were you when you saw that in the theater? Oh God. Uh let's see. It had to be 2019, which is four years ago. Oh, I don't That's like really that. Cool. That that's really cool. That's really that's that's total bragging rights. I I remember I was watching it, and I've seen Ghidorah hundreds of times. Right. Um, <clears throat> without the David Callick commentary, with the David Callick commentary, with the Japanese audio, I, I've watched it every single way. But there was something about seeing it in the theater, and specifically when we got to the final fights. Real quick, I'm going to pull this up here. The poster. You found Was, it? Is this the one? I just sent it to Nathan. Oh, okay. Um, no. Look on Facebook, and I just sent you a, what the young people say, a messenger. Mm-hmm. I have no idea anymore. I'm so behind <laughs> on technology. Um, oh, okay. I wasn't seeing that one. All right, so do you, if you can, you share that with everybody. I'll that doesn't really matter. I don't know. It, anyway, uh, Elijah, go. So during the final fight, you know, I'm watching it and I'm hearing Ifukube's sound uh, track. I'm watching the suit actors fight it out in the suits and and everything, right. and it was different. For once, it wasn't, you know, I, I'd, I'd seen it on VHS, I'd seen it on DVD, I'd seen it on Blu-ray. I had watched it so many ways, I have I know the movie front to back. But watching the final fight in theaters hit really deep for me. Right. Um, I, I realized something about the movies that I had never understood, and it was these movies were meant to be seen on a big screen. And watching the final fight, I remember specifically the scene where Ghidorah, where Mothra goes to fight Ghidorah by herself. And Ghidorah just starts beating the living crap out of Mothra. She gets all shot up. Mm-hmm. Well, and then all of a sudden, the camera pans um, right and up. And you see Godzilla trotting down the mountain. And the Ifukube theme hits. And I remember when I saw that. I got tears in my eyes and <laughs> got emotional. I was like, I, I know I knew what was coming. I've seen all of this. What was different, but it was the fact that I could, I could hear and I could feel, and I could see everything that was happening on screen. Right. And that alone, like that movie went from one of my, like, almost the best to probably one of the bests for me um, was just that experience alone. 
so getting to write about it was really to me it was it was real personal because i could in in an actual book i could write about a movie that i grew up with and learn to have a new appreciation for and so i when i did that uh I, I made sure and I just thought the whole time I have to do the best. I have to I have to bring out something that I've never done before. I have to I have to hit exactly on the mark. I have to write the best review ever. Right. Um and then I, I did. I spent probably a few I spent a few days on on what ended up only being about I wanna say it was four paragraphs. Um but I, I just I had to get the perfect review. Wow. And and from there, I, I sent it to you, and and you did all of your magic, and and everybody else that worked on it did their magic, and then months later, here it is. Yeah. And then it came out, and now I'm holding it. And then I'm gonna pull up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll see the um the the green frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 orange and the green kind of work together, and then I said, you know, this kind of works. So I, this was a long time ago that I came up with this concept, and uh, it just worked. So, That's so cool. Yeah. In the background of the of the cover, I had the titles of each movie. Um. Mm. Some people were a little confused that I included Matinee from 1993 for a move for a for a book that's supposed to stop at 1968, but I included it because Matinee is set in the late 60s. Oh, it's early 60s. 60s. It's, or yeah, right. Yeah, because the Cuban Missile Cuban Crisis. Missile crisis. Mm-hmm. Kennedy was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that was just a very good homage to the whole Monster Kid culture. So it's mm-hmm. kind of neat. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. so what else do you guys do um with this uh with this experience that you're having right now <laughs> well we have another reason to be bringing up the this book because i think it was you who told me about it mark you got a hold of me it's like hey guess what you got nominated for an award <laughs> yep. you did. so uh i've got and i've got a i've got that page pulled up right now because we got to let everybody know about this. It was nominated. Give me a second here for a Rondo. Yep. Rondo Hatton. Yep. For those who don't know, you want to tell everybody what the Rondo awards are. Classic monster movie award. Um, how else would you explain that? It's been around for like 20 something years. And it's basically hardcore fans and aficionados who somehow make media about classic monster movies. And I knew early on us getting nominated for this award was part of this very, very long-term plan that I had three years ago. So mm-hmm. it's incredibly cool to, to finally have the nod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rondo Awards, it, they're they're focused on horror media, yeah. so there's stuff in there for podcasts, for magazines, movies, all kinds of stuff, and Giant Bug Cinema was nominated for 
book of the year nonfiction. Right. I think we're up against like 28 other books. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is the full list of all the books. But ours has the coolest title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our book has the most that, that's uh, that's what i want that's why i picked giant bug cinema because somebody's going to scroll down that list and say giant bugs you know some people get a little fancy and you know there was a guy that i was originally working with he wanted to call the book insect attack with a with a very lengthy statement underneath that ended with giant bug cinema i'm like no no no, no you don't get it we're talking used car salesmen, okay? This is this is like a really sleazy roadside booth of a book, okay? Go with it, just just go with it, and 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 the the, the kitsch is what's what's really important, right? So, right, but so the, yeah, the important. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> so yeah, I just then I carpet bombed everybody with messages. I'm like, you know, I made a small ad about voting for for our yes. book. And, yes. Yes. Um, this is the thing we need to mention is that all of you right now who are watching or listening to this, because I'm recording this so that we can share. So Elijah and I can share it on our podcast feeds to let everybody know this part of uh, this part of our discussion. You can go to the Rondo Awards website and you yourselves can vote for all of these categories. That is how the winners are selected. So you can make this happen for me and Elijah and Mark and the, uh, how many total writers did you say you had? 28? It's what I call the magic 28. Yeah. And That's the other 25 people who are in this lovely book, right. this is going to be great. Um, the one thing we have that a lot of other people don't is that we have 28 writers. We have mm-hmm. 28 contributors on this and I'm not asking do not, do not, do not vote twice. There are very strict rules about, about overdoing it. You know, they have, and also it's just, it's just, you know, this, the guy who runs the Rondos is a one man show and let's not give him a headache. Um, so just vote once and be fair, but geometric, geometrically we have 28 writers and how much, how much will that progress out? If each of them goes to their social networks and asks. And so, um, one cool thing I heard from the Rondos themselves is when, uh, one of the writers, a guy named Alan Doshna, he wrote and submitted our book and the guy who runs the Rondos wrote him back and said, you know, I've heard a lot of good things about this book. Mm. That's us. That's everyone, all of you, you know, the, the two of the, the two of you are, this is much yours as it is mine. I'm just the idea man. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, by sheer will of insanity i got this thing done <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but no the the two of you and everyone else listed on the bottom here it, this all belongs to all of you so please be very very proud of what you've done you want you are both rondo nominated writers so yes i'm i'm really excited about this yeah. if i will tell you right now if and when we win i will flip out <laughs> oh god i you'll you'll hear me scream you know without any without a phone call you just hear that mark yeah be, uh... the only thing that we'll have to figure out is i mean i i don't know is there like a plaque or something that you get i mean how do you send that out to 28 people cut it down for 28 people okay <laughs> yeah cut it up like a hershey bar you know I, <laughs> I don't know i know a lot of people who have been trying to get a rondo for years and they didn't and i understand momentum makes you kind of feel like it's going to go our way but don't get deceived by that don't let right me, where 
let's just eyes on the prize. If anybody can get any kind of notoriety out of being involved in this book and being a, being Rondo nominated, go for it. This belongs to all of you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know how the how the Rondos work behind the scenes. It's really it, it a lot of it is beyond me. So yes be hopeful but also let's just be realistic okay well if that if that's the case then i think we need to pull an oscars here and one of us needs to go up and be will smith and slap somebody at the ron somebody you know (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know if i'm gonna slap slap them with my book (laughs) stop it (laughs) um and some of the other books we're up against are, you know, I understand. We all know what it's like to pour your soul into something and want to see it do well. And, um, you know, and fine. We, all of us are so uniquely just incredibly zeroed in on this one, on this one uh, result that we won't know until next month. Oh, actually, uh, Danny's got uh, an explanation for the prize here. What's yeah. that? <laughs> Danny? Uh, our friend Danny. Oh, in the comments? Yeah. He says, the award is a statue of Rondo Hatton's beautiful face. I imagine they'll carve it up with a hot iron and ship 28 pieces out to each writer. I would, you know, if I had the money, I would actually pay to have mini Rondos made and sent out to people. A little, what are the, 3D printer, you know, that that would be, I think that would be like a a medallion. You could wear it like. like Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be otherwise. Totally otherwise, Mark, I would say it, it yeah. should go to you. You're the one who put this whole thing together. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm keeping that award. But, <laughs> or we would have to hold, or we would have to share it out. Like just mail it. <laughs> you get it for a week. <laughs> you get you it for a week. You ship it to the next guy. You know, and then there would be. It would be like if you ever heard the uh, the the funny stories about how the Stanley Cup was treated back in the day. They found it in someone's basement. They, they that, that as an award for professional sports, it was incredibly abused. Wow. So yeah, there would be people taking pictures with this Rondo Award at a bar or in a in a, in a men's bathroom at a truck stop, or you know <laughs> any anything you could imagine, which would kind of add to the to the award. Um. So, but um. Yeah. So who is this? Daniel, Daniel Demana. He's he's a friend of ours. He runs the Godzilla novelization project. Wow, nice to meet you, Dan. He's he's also apparently a talented actor and singer. (laughs) Have I seen him in anything? Uh, Well, he's been on both. No, he hasn't been on Kaiju Conversation. He's been on my podcast. He uh, as both an actor, a co-host, and he's but he's done singing. He did. He sang the theme song for Elijah's show. He did. Now let me ask you a question, Mark. Have you seen the cinematic masterpiece known as Zilla Foot? <laughs> I saw the trailer for it. I saw the trailer. Now, if you watch that, you'll see a work he's in, and I'm in. <laughs> Do you recommend it? Um, we challenging each other. Pure cinema. <laughs> you know, the, um, have you ever uh, wanted to see what would happen if Godzilla and King Kong had a baby and it fought an Ultraman pastiche? Yeah. There you go. 
But it's have you heard of the the Poloni brothers and their low budget horror stuff? I have not. Okay. Sorry. So uh imagine like just a group of friends that have no money, but they have a camera and they have a little bit of weird stuff and they just use whatever they can to make them right. make make a I don't know if it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> well, you yeah, might, I'm looking at the IMDB right now. You might want to drink some alcohol. Then it might be fun. <laughs> That's funny. Danny is freaking out in the chat. Really? <laughs> Danny says, do not recommend Zillafoot. Uh, no, the exact word is, I'm not a nice God, man, do Danny. not recommend Zillafoot am... to this nice man. I am. There is some serious skullduggery coming out of this, so I am not a nice man. Uh, do you, dear God, do not recommend you a little foot to this. It's all right. Um, I got people to write for for this, so and you know, again, they're not all bad. So trust me. Um, there was a quote by Stanley Marvel Comics, and I have never been able to find it. And I heard it on television. And maybe the memory has just become elastic and changed and evolved over years. But I, it was something like, he, he didn't make fun of bad movies, but he did say, I'm surprised that they turned out as good as they did, that things went as well as they could. And this is a guy who has seen things unravel at, at that cost a great deal of money. And, and that always stuck with me about, you know, this guy gets it. This guy can actually has some perspective and what it takes to make a movie. And yeah, sometimes you can't control the finished product or you, it, it's incredibly hard to do that. And it's not that great. And you know what? Uh, it just, it, it took a lot to do and show it a little bit of love. Um, I'm not saying that you should tell people something that is bad is actually good. No, 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 no. It's, you know, we were talking about Birdemic Shock and Terror. That was that is a bad movie, but it just has a great deal of entertainment value. Mm -hmm. so, and so that always stuck with me. You know, to, to that point, please. Um, I, I've I've posted about this on my social medias. I'm currently developing what will be my first feature length film, um, and it's just me doing everything. And I don't expect it to be the next, uh, like, Jaws. But um, there is a lot of work that goes into, even even at the tiniest level um, of, of production, there's so much that has to be done for every little thing. And, you know, we've been talking about your book, uh, our book. I don't, I don't know what, what the technicality would be here, but... I mean, it took years to get Giant Bug Cinema to the point of completion. Yep. And I think one of the best things that I've learned from this experience, this book, is how difficult it is to get a book from concept to completion. There are so many moving parts. I remember you said that once. You said there is a lot of moving parts to this. And that statement stuck with me for so yeah. long because cool. I didn't think about that. Yep. But it, it eventually it clicked. It was like, there's so much here. 
And all of that hard work and all of that effort that every one of us put in, whether it was the artwork or the typography or the actual writing or the editing or just the, the placement of everything, a ton of thought went into every little bit of this, this book. And, you know, it, to hear that from the get-go, you had the dream of getting it nommed for a rondo. It, it shines through because of how hard Ooh. you worked on it and how hard everybody else worked on it. And to see the final product go to the point where we, you wanted it to go is really remarkable and quite commendable because a lot of people, you know, it's hard to say this, but a lot of people who are creatives have difficulties getting to that end goal because there are so many things that happen. Production is a mess, yep. but it's fighting every roadblock to get to the next, the next stop. And all of these films that are covered from the lost spider pit sequence, all the way to Minotaur, they all had roadblocks. They all had to fight something to get to wait. completion. Wait, 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 Elijah, did you say manatee? Did I? That sounds like manatee. Yeah. You mean matinee? Yes. You said manatee. We might do a we might do a version of this book if it has um you know aquatic mammals. You know nineteen nineteen fifties aquatic mammal horror movies. Have it. It's it, please. I I grew up in Long Island, New York. Who have I we butcher the English language, talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all right. Let him have man. man I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I was like, wait, Elijah, were you a little less Dixic there for a second? <laughs> I think so. I need to, I need to articulate better. <laughs> there you go. No, you said, uh, man, you said manatee beautifully. Yes, he Great. did. Spot on. It's just the wrong word, but it's okay. <laughs> Big deal. But the, two all of of you, the, the two of you produce a lot of media as well, and you guys understand what it is to have a finished product and not mm -hmm. get bogged down in unfinished products. Mm -hmm. um, I do pre—I give presentations about um, monster movies in New York City, and I do another presentation about um, the ways we love bad movies. Bad movies. Mm -hmm. And um, I talk a little bit. I get a show of hands. I'm like, how many of you guys are... Uh, or creatives, you know, do you, do you, does anyone produce, is anyone, anyone a filmmaker, anyone a writer? And um, you start to get a show of hands. And once you start to make the audience feel, you know, heard and feel, feel um, important, they light up. They, they really, they hang on your every word. You know, I do take them seriously. I'm not just doing this to, to dupe anybody, but I, I tell them, I'm like, finish what you start or else you're going to have a hard drive full of broken dreams and unfinished products. And just finish what you start. And, you know, the two of you are exceptionally good at that. So I, that's, I, I, you guys need to understand that now. You know, the three of us are in very good company. Mm -hmm. This worked. And speaking to Elijah's filmmaking because of a great deal of pre-planning. Pre-planning. Like, um, I'm an amateur animator. We storyboard everything. You make a small comic book of the movie first. 
of the animation first, and then you make it all happen cinematically. And the storyboards can are, are a massive task unto themselves because you're 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 picturing camera shots, and, and you, you can imagine. But to speak to what you were talking about being, you know, making your own next film, and what you need to be successful again, and you know this, it's it's pre planning. Really get as much done as possible ahead of time so you can deal with the curveballs that are going to come your way. And and if you're good, the curveballs will spark a, a creative response that you hadn't thought of and only make the work that much better and make you more resourceful for the next project. So mm-hmm. listen to your Uncle Mark. <laughs> <laughs> listen to your Uncle Mark. So my, my I'm sorry, my cat was just, I'm looking at her and she was just cleaning herself and just like, and she's listening to the two of you. So she's really enjoying it. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, if one thing that I want, at least I want the listeners to, to get from this is please go out there and not, not just for me. I know this is, this is my, my show, but I'm not speaking for me when I say this, please go support giant bug cinema, go vote appropriately for the Rondo, go Buy it off Amazon, whether it's the mm-hmm. hard copy or the so- uh, soft copy. Go to uh, Bear, uh, Bear Manor. Bear Manor. Oh God, Bear Manor Media. Speak. Thank you. I need more caffeine. No, you're fine. Um, Hell yeah, you got to try those energy drinks I was showing up to. I know, earlier. I know. I'm going to have to. Uh, but go support this book because it's not just something – for me, it's it's for Nathan, it's for Mark, it's for the twenty five others here that worked mm-hmm. on this. Book. Yeah, Elijah, I in our private chat, I just sent links to both the Rondo Awards and the Amazon page for the book for you to share in the chat. Okay, so me... if people want to just go directly there right now while we're talking, they can go do that right now. And right. for anybody listening, um, you can. I'm going to at least put in my show notes, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, go look in the show notes in the below description and uh, go and find those links and support this book because a lot of hard work went into this mm-hmm. and it would it would mean the world to me to help support these other people who strive to do creative work because creative work is hard like Mark said it's mm-hmm. very difficult mm-hmm. and and just to give people a you know we've we've talked about the the ones that elijah and i have written but there's a there's a whole swath of this the theme obviously is about giant bugs in movies and you get you know you mentioned the the spider the lost spider pit sequence but you also get some i think some true classics in this cover like yeah. them i think yeah, that's, that's a genuinely good movie the black yeah. scorpion i think is underestimated yeah. a little bit and I'm looking here, oh, the incredible shrinking man, the fly, the original fly, right. Earth, uh, let me see, Mothra, obviously, that's a classic, Godzilla versus the thing, or, or Mothra versus Godzilla. So we got some Godzilla movies in this Godzilla versus the sea monster, uh, son of Godzilla, yeah. the quater mass in the pit. That's an interesting one. Oh, yeah. and, we, and we did talk about 
matinee is in this as well. Right. And Nathan, I just sent you um, uh, a link, uh, uh, sorry, a Facebook uh, message with the the graphic to, to vote. I don't know if you want yes. to use it in any capacity. It's okay if you cannot. No, no, it's fine. I've actually, I have actually used this, and actually, I think I will save this version now because that looks like the perfect dimensions to use as a thumbnail for the podcast. Right. So, so what else do you guys do when uh, when you get when you two get together in this in, in this uh, in this environment in this platform? Oh, we're just chatting. Right. <laughs> no, is there, I know it's free form, but obviously, you know. Kaiju movies, Godzilla mm-hmm. movies. Um, I'm in the middle. Of, mm-hmm. I'm in the I'm in the middle of watching Pacific Rim. Oh, um, you know, yes. You know, we, my wife and I went to go see Guillermo del Toro, the Pinocchio exhibit at the MoMA mm-hmm. in uh, in New York City, and that was wonderful. That that's mm-hmm. he's just wonderful at anything that he does. That's a insanely talented man. Mm-hmm. I love the first two uh, Hellboy movies. Mm-hmm. He's a very good monster creator. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. he loves Tokusatsu too. He does. His, uh, actually, I think one of his favorite kaiju of all time is uh, technically an insect, right? But it's Baltan, really from Ultraman. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest fan. I'm not. I'm not, not. Not. Not that I'm not a big fan of Ultraman. I'm just not that familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a job where I was working second shift. It was like two to eleven at night, and the evenings got pretty slow. And I watched every episode of Johnny Sacco and his flying robot. <laughs> and that was fried brain damage. And it was awesome. <laughs> it's just, oh man. It was like PCP laced heroin, <laughs> marijuana, you know, formaldehyde soaked marijuana just rotting your brain. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. Um, when I was a kid, Marvel Comics produced a Godzilla comic for two two years. Yes, twenty four mm-hmm. issues. I've read it. Excellent. Very, and there was not a lot of Godzilla media in this country. It was all in Japan, and so I was seven years old, and I managed to score all the issues. Mm. Um, and following that, the same artist Herb Trimp went on to do Shogun Warriors for two for two years. If you look at those those four years of comic books, you'll see a lot of the villain monsters look like they came out of Johnny Sacco. It, I, it started to occur to me that looks familiar, and I think they I, I think they just sat him down in front of a TV or they they got a hold of you know screen room, screening rooms and let him watch some of these monsters, and there were moments that uh, like wow that really looks like something out of Johnny Sacco. And I spoke to Herb Trip about it. I'm like, how did you come up with all these monsters? Like, I just did what they told me. He wasn't necessarily the biggest Godzilla fan. It was just a paid gig for him. He's better known in the comic book world for working on, like, G.I. Joe in the 80s. That's more, that's much more his, um, his style. He, he's proud of his work on Godzilla. He passed away a few years ago. Mm. Um, like, I found an issue, number one, of Godzilla for a dollar. And I walked over and I had him sign it for free and I gave it to JD Lee's for, you know, at, a, at, at G fest one year. And I'm like, he was acting, he was really moved by it, but I'm like, I'm not going to do this to you. I got it for a dollar and this thing is free. It's okay. 
I don't want to feel indebted. Um, but uh, but Johnny Sacco was uh, a lot of fun. And there was an anime called um, Giant Robo. Have you guys seen that? Atsujin 28? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah, was, I've, uh, I've seen a little bit of it. I've been recently collecting those uh, because that's a lot of fun. You know, I also like a lot of mecha anime. I was really, I was really moved by Robotech in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called Orgus and Orgus two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megazone 23. These all have intricate transforming robots, you know, that are not in quote unquote transformers. Um, but that's, pretty much you know i'm also as a star wars kid i was seven years old when star wars came out so that really kind of burned in there too mm-hmm. so godzilla i managed to i think i was at a public library with my mom and i was in my early 20s and i took out godzilla versus the sea monster and forced her to watch it with me <laughs> <laughs> he did. Now, she was a good sport she was, she was like oh that's i do remember this and that's kind of like that early 90s where i fell in love with it all over again and, mm-hmm. uh, and here i am now so so and now you're getting an award for it yeah well we're nominated yeah Elijah, is that, did you catch that fish on the wall no yeah. that's uh so it doesn't, but it's, my co-host. Two bad jokes. <laughs> so, I I well, the only reason the fish is still in my frame is uh, pre-podcast recordings. Rex and I, my co-host, uh, we we get on cam and we just chat. We chat for like 20, 30 minutes. And when I got this webcam. I set it here because I, I wanted a more dynamic shot. And it just so happens the fish is in the shot. And Rex has made it very clear to me that if I don't include the fish, there's a problem. So <laughs> he's like our unofficial like second mascot. Yeah. Uh that just that just appeared and uh Danny just posted that I get asked about the fish a lot. And I do. I do. You need to name him at this point. Yeah. It is a cool fish. And it's and that dresser is incredibly shiny. Yeah. That that thing is just I could brush my teeth in front of that thing. <laughs> it also helps that I, I decided I, I told Nathan pre pre uh started the stream. I'm trying to do a little uh Ultraman lighting here, the dramatic lighting <laughs> from below. Uh I've got I've got one of my studio lights behind me. I've got one in front of me, and then I've got my ring right here. So, right, I, I had to turn I turned this on so I could look a little, a little right better. But as it and it's on, and this lamp gets incredibly hot. It's this thing I could yeah I could, you know light a cigar yeah. off of it. Yeah, yeah. So, Leave it to Elijah to make a live stream look cinematic. Look, I got to, and if I wanted to, I could change the colors. So now I look like I'm in an Adam Wingard movie. <laughs> uh, actually, Danny has a name suggestion for the fish. Mortimer T. Fish. Mortimer T. Fish. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys plan for the weekend? Anything? 
Uh, I'll be doing some podcast recording tomorrow, possibly seeing John Wick 4 and catching up on some personal projects. Cool. Elijah? Work. That's all I do is work, no matter what. Well, you're here now. I mean, this is kind of working. It is. No, but you're making it count. I I know people who do nothing but... They do nothing but work and sleep, and they don't, you know, what happens in 20 years when it, when that goes by and you have nothing to show for it. Not all of us have as much uh, time as we do, or at least a flood. You mm-hmm. guys have creative drive. Don't ever give that up. Seriously, just always fight to have some kernel of time that you can do this stuff. So... Have Mark, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you goals. realize how much I appreciate hearing that right now. Right. All right, I need to go help my wife. When my my cat has to get a subcutaneous shot, so we need to drug him, put him in a little bondage bag, put a mask on him. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Then you unzip side of the bag, pull out a little flap of skin, and put a needle in there. And mm. my wife has to squeeze this bag of a fluid that needs to be a certain temperature, and it goes through this little crazy straw thing and into the needle, and. The cat gets his his vitamins that way. He has a he, ailing kidneys, and you know, it happens with, with with pets. And and we've been doing this for a while, and uh, we now have a cat who's all effed up, and mm. we have to find him in his narcotic state and uh, <laughs> put him in a bag and give him a shot. So that sounds um, all kinds of fun. <laughs> before it's, you leave, it's pet, uh, it's pet ownership. Mm-hmm. Please, Before you leave, I, I, I always want to make sure I do this proper because I, I appreciate it when anybody comes on to my show. Well, thank you. Um, no, this is fun. I, w- I would love to do it again. We should definitely do it again. We could, I could have you on for another one. Um, I have to be good. The whole thing is your show requires talent. And for me to get on here and ramble, eh. Some of these folks that I'm looking at right now might just click off and, you know, go <laughs> apply ointment to their feet. I don't get because I'm not that interesting. <laughs> well, you you have done some interesting stuff. So well, if you, you want to. <laughs> you guys are you guys are darned interesting. Oh, thanks. Continue. Uh if you want to right now, I would love it if you wanted to just drop some some self promotion for anything you've done that you want people to go and yeah. Should I say the thing, Elijah? The shameless self shameless self promotion. There, <laughs> it's one of the shticks on my podcast. Um, I nycgmam.com new york city giant monster attack map.com is my interactive map of monster movies in new york city i've been working wow. on that for years below that is a link to my youtube page and all my cartoons i Aww. haven't updated the map in a few years and i haven't made a cartoon in a few years but i did produce a book yes so i don't want to hear it <laughs> Here. So um that's really about it. I just and I just woke up the cat. She's now freaked out. <laughs> so, she is she glaring at you with murderous intent? I think so. I think there's gonna be some biting going on very soon. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, but um no, but thank you guys. You you two have you two you two have really helped make this happen. And um 
it's very nice to be with other creatives, especially guys who like monster movies. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just the level of badass that you just don't get very often. So <laughs> Jet Jaguar says, good night. Um, you guys are awesome. Keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. Let nothing stop. Let nothing slow you down. But yes, pay your bills. Keep working. <laughs> don't totally nerd out with your loved ones because again, you know, so people will roll. You have you have me to talk to this stuff. You know, talk about. <laughs> um, if you did, can find a partner or a spouse that will put up with this stuff, God bless them. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, man. Alrighty. Thanks, fellas. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. You too. And with that, that concludes this bonus episode of Kaiju Conversation, where you got to listen to an excerpt from our live stream, Kaiju Conversation Live, Episode 2, Into the Multiverse of Marchand. So thanks to Nathan for coming on to the live stream. It was a lot of fun. And a huge thanks to Mark Bailey for coming on to not only have fun with us talking about whatever, but also coming on to talk about Giant Bug Cinema. That was an amazing opportunity. Just so you guys know, as of this recording, the rondos have already happened. We did not do bad. We did very well in the votes. However, we did not win. But that's okay, because we still had the opportunity, and that's what matters. My old theater teacher used to always say, thank people for the opportunity they gave you because they could have just ignored you. So thanks to Mark for the opportunity. Thank you to Nathan for giving me the opportunity to have him on so we could talk about this book. And a huge thanks to the Rondos for nominating us and giving us that opportunity. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here. So if you want to support me, Elijah, you can find me on YouTube at ET13Production, on Twitter at ET13Productions, or on Instagram at ET13Productions. If you want to find my personals, I'm not going to tell you, but it's pretty easy to find them. As for Rex, he can't be here, so I'm going to put the shameless self-promotion in for him. You can find him on YouTube at RexZeno, on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph, and on Instagram at RexZeno. If you want to check out his writing, go to Tokunet and check out his writing. Or he has that kaiju blog where he has interviews and other little writings. Please check him out. Rex does a ton. I wish he could be on for more of these bonus things, but unfortunately, due to time zones, that can't happen. But as for the podcast... Don't forget to rate us on iTunes that boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't, kinda, that's actually a lie, I use a MacBook to do this podcast. You can rate us on Spotify, however. If you want to stay up to date with all things Kaiju Conversation related, follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook. If you're like me before podcasting and you don't have any social media, lucky you, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And as always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually we'll have original, original artwork on there, but until then, you can sport our awesome logo on a t-shirt or maybe even a coffee mug. 
If you'd like to chat with us, check out our Discord server full of others that have similar interests to you. It's a great community full of great people. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. Sometimes we post exclusives to the channel like bloopers for episodes or minisodes, talking about news or other subjects. We also have an interview with Mechagodzilla designer Jared Kuchewski on the channel. I probably botched his name. I apologize. And a huge thanks again to Rex for editing all of these episodes. Actually, I edited this one, but he did do a little bit, so... A little pat on the back for me, but it's still a huge thanks to Rex. He edits all of our content, and his stuff can be found below. Also in the description below will be a link to Giant Bug Cinema, a Monster Kids guide, on Amazon where you can purchase it. Along with Rex, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeMana of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his amazing vocals and our theme song. You can support him by following following him on Twitter at Danzilla93 underscore GNP, or visit his website GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. And a huge thanks to Grattan Conwell from the podcast Giant Monster BS for composing the music for our theme song. You can support him by following the podcast on Twitter at GiantMonsterBS, or on any podcast platform under the name GiantMonsterBS. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you guys so much for checking out this bonus episode. Thank you all who voted. Thank you again to Mark and Nathan for being on. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Come on.